Pearson. Hey, you guys, CJ Pearson here. Welcome to the CJ Pearson Show. Happy, happy Sunday, and I hope you guys had an incredible week. You know, crazy week, right? Crazy week, considering the fact that all we know about Hunter Biden turned out to be true yet again. You know, it seems as if almost every single week, like day, actually, Joe Biden can't seem to get a break. Can't seem to get one at all. And funny enough, maybe it's because of the fact that he genuinely is exactly the guy that we all said he was throughout this entire time. He's drunk at the wheel of a car running a country that he knows nothing about. Because I think we have all gotten to the point now where we all just acknowledge the fact that like Joe Biden is very much barely president of the United States. Like, let's just be real about that. Like, he is not in any way or any form a true president of these United States. You ask him about gas prices, he doesn't know. You ask him about Ukraine, he doesn't know. You could literally spill your coffee on you as you're getting ready for work. If you ask Joe Biden about it, you know what he would do? He would blame Vladimir Putin and he would blame Ukraine. Every single time they talk about an issue or about what's going on in the world, they're asked a tough question about inflation or the cost of gas or the cost of basic goods. The fact that inflation hit a record high, the highest it's ever been in the last four decades. Four decades. And you know what he's doing? He's blaming it on Russia. He's blaming it on Ukraine. When is he ever going to take responsibility for himself? When is he? That's on me, and here's what I'm going to do to fix it. Maybe it's because of the fact that he has no idea how to fix it. Because he got into the White House, not in the best way, let's just be real, and I'm being very kind and gracious when I refer to it in that regard. He got into the White House not because he was truly the choice of the people. He got into the White House because people had allowed the media to whip them into a frenzy about the type of person Donald Trump supposedly was. They allowed the media to make them believe that he was a racist, he was a sexist, that he was damaging to our country on the world stage. And so now we literally have a vegetable running our country, and we're just supposed to look the other way and ignore it as if this is just normal and a-okay. Well, it is not a-okay. And the American people are struggling every single day because of it. Every single day because of it. It's gotten to the point that I think people should honestly start to acknowledge the fact that where do we go from here? Do we allow this guy to stay in office for the next two years? Like, it, has it gotten to the point where, like, you know, Kamala's not any better, um, but there has been a theory that's been, been widely talked about that maybe we need Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House and, and, and get this presidency back into shape, get this country back into shape. Because I don't know if America can endure two more years of this, and I don't know if it's humane to our country and its people to force them to endure two more years of this atrocity. And so maybe that's what we do. Maybe we impeach both Kamala Harris and President Joe Biden for dereliction of duty, for failing to perform the duties of their office. And then maybe following that, we make sure that President Trump is a speaker. And for those of you who are familiar with, of course, the, uh, the secession here in the United States, it goes president, vice president, and speaker. You remove both the president and vice president. What do you have? You have the speaker of the house who would then become of this country. You would have Donald Trump 
back in a position to put America first, tackle inflation, and save the day. And right now, guys, when I say save, I mean save. In every aspect of the word, I mean save. We need a savior today. And Jesus is one. He is the one. But we need to realize that Donald Trump was a vessel for Jesus in a lot of ways. He unlocked America greatness because he wasn't apologizing for the fact that we are a, a nation founded upon Christian Judeo-Christian values. We weren't rejecting that in Donald Trump's America. But in Joe Biden's America, what do you see? You see drag queens reading to children and 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 and, and, and sexualizing them. You see you, you see this idea that toddlers should be able to have sex changes. We are living in a time that seemingly for some people in this country is, is a country post-morality. And we are reaping the consequences of such a choice. And I believe that to be true. And I think if you look at the condition of this country today, there is evidence, growing pieces of evidence that suggest that that is just simply a matter of fact. It's true. It is true. But going even further than that, speaking of the news of the week, I think the story that's been defining the news cycle, of course, has been the leak of Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, if you watch CNN, you watch MSNBC, and you listen to any of that stuff, and you probably don't really know all that much about it. You probably haven't heard all that much about it. Because for some reason, Hunter Biden is like some sacred cat. Like people don't want to talk about him. People don't want to touch it. People don't want to abuse it. Hunter Biden, in the eyes of the left-wing media and any Democrat in this country, is simply... Just someone that you don't have to address, someone you don't have to talk about. Even in spite of the fact that you have a course that has already existed, it's already been reported on. We know that that already has been problematic. But also now we have a a new leak of his iCloud uh, that that came about on 4chan uh, earlier this week, where we saw Hunter Biden with prostitutes. We saw him with hookers. We saw him weighing meth. We saw him running around his home naked. We saw in his contacts that he has his father saved in his contacts as pedo Peter caused his own father a pedophile. We also have text messages where you have Natalie Biden telling Hunter Biden that she doesn't feel safe around him. You have Hunter Biden acknowledging Natalie's feelings about that. You have Hunter Biden acknowledging that Natalie Biden says that she doesn't trust Hunter to be around the children of the Biden family. All of that is clear as day. It's in black and white. It's true. It's there. It is real. But still, for some reason, the media refuses to acknowledge it, refuses to talk about it, and refuses to ask President Biden about it. But maybe they don't ask him about it because they know exactly the answer they would get. He would find some way to blame it on Russia, find it some way to blame it on the, the crisis in Ukraine, and he would never actually address the fact of the matter that Hunter Biden is in need of serious help. But before he gets help, he's in need of accountability. This is a man who seemingly has lived a true life of privilege. And I'm not talking about white privilege, but I'm talking about the only the privilege that the globalist elite enjoy every single day in this country. But also, I'm talking about liberal privilege, liberal privilege, because if Donald Trump Jr. had done a fraction of the things that Hunter Biden 
has been accused of, Donald Trump Jr. would not be in the jail. He'd be underneath the jail. He would be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And hell, there'd probably be Democrats saying that he deserves to get the needle. That is how far they would go to hurt the president, pr- President Trump's family and those he loves and those he cares about if they had the ammunition that they had against Hunter Biden, against Don. They would do it without a shadow of a doubt, without a blink of the eye. They would do it. And it would be absolutely absurd, but they would do it. They would do it. And so what I'm saying here is it just goes to show how much the media has devolved from actually being a real arbiter of truth. These people don't actually engage in the dissemination of truthful information anymore or true and factual reporting. What they do is they play this game in which they actually just choose to tell you about stories that make them feel that, 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 that tell the story of the DN, that the DNC wants you to hear about. They publish talking points that the DNC approves. They publish narratives that Joe Biden and his entire little team of handlers believe that the American people need to see. That is what they do. They're not telling you what you need to hear. They're not telling you what actually matters to you or your family about how we are going to get through this economic crisis that we're on the brink of, a recession that many people are saying is almost inevitable because of the lack of leadership and incompetence of this administration. They're not talking about that. And they're not talking about it because they know that Joe Biden doesn't want to talk about it. But the American people do. The American people do. And the American people actually probably are pretty freaking curious about why Hunter Biden is doing all this stuff with prostitutes. Why, for some reason, even though he is not an artist, never has been, not professionally trained by any sense of the word, is getting $500,000 for random paintings that he makes. Like, the man's not Picasso. He's not Leonardo da Vinci. He is Hunter Biden, a crackhead. He is a crackhead. Hunter Biden is a crackhead. But yet, for some reason, he is getting paid, again, $500,000. He's getting the board of these energy companies making six figures a month to give so-called advice. From what perspective? The perspective of a habitual methamphetamine user? As a peruser of hookers like Hunter Biden's subject matter area expertise seriously from what it seems from all that we know about him I don't know if there's much outside of hookers drugs and just corruption like I really don't know like I'm not gonna ask Hunter Biden like about the benefits of nuclear energy but I may ask him about is it ever safe to do meth which it is not thank you high school health class and common sense But unless I'm asking Hunter Biden about crack, I don't need to know anything that Hunter Biden has to say. So why are there people paying him all this money for advice? They're not paying him for the advice. That's the reality of this. They're not paying him for the advice. You don't think these brilliant people who run these multi-billion dollar conglomerates, these energy companies, can't find smarter people than a crackhead to ask about how they should be spending their money and scaling their company? Like, I'm not demonizing addiction. There are people with problems who seek help. But what we are seeing constantly from this man is that he doesn't want help. And the reason he doesn't want help is because you have to find yourselves, you have to be held accountable first before you 
get help. And when you have the last name Biden and you have a, a father who has experienced the upper rings of political success, who has saved you from every single instance where you would actually be held accountable, you never really desire it or need it. And so he's never been forced to actually reckon with himself and say, all right, maybe it's time for me to switch it up. Maybe it's time for me to be different. Maybe it's time for me to actually make the right choice. And unfortunately for him and and for the Biden family, it doesn't seem as if that day will ever come. Because we have a media unwilling to hold him accountable, even though he is a public figure. Because guys, I, I swear to you, if a, I, I'm, I, you know, the title of this podcast is, if, imagine this was Don Jr. Imagine this was Ivanka. If there's a video of Ivanka doing any of the things that Hunter Biden is literally on tape and seen doing, you're telling me that wouldn't be breaking news on CNN almost immediately and it wouldn't be like wall-to-wall coverage until the end of days? It absolutely would be. There would be no oh, we're respecting the, the, the privacy of the Trump family, we're respecting, you know, blah, 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 Ivanka isn't this, isn't that. Yeah, no, that's BS, it's wrong, and it's completely just, you know exactly what that story would be and how they would report on it. We know exactly how it would go. Exactly how it would go. And so that's the thing. I Like, as long as you're clear-eyed about that fact, that... Anything that the media is saying these days is not because they actually it's of any value. It's just simply because it's a narrative that the DNC warlords have, have approved for, for distribution. And I think it makes you a lot more conscious of a person. Um, and that's just a matter of fact at this point. But beyond that, I also want to talk about the depravity of the left here, right? So I just mentioned that, you know, if this was, you know, unlike Ivanka, with Hunter Biden, they, they, they say, oh, well, this is a family issue. Like, we're going to respect the privacy of their family. Let's talk about the way they treated Ivana Trump, who, God bless her heart and, 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 and rest her soul, um, who, who passed this past week. I went on Twitter um, after that news broke, and I was just looking at an article, and I saw some of the replies to the tweets about her death. You had people celebrating the fact that she died because of the fact that she was the um, very good mother, for the record, based upon the success of all of her children, um, of Don Jr., Ivanka, and, of course, Eric. And they were, they were demonizing her with that. They said that she was going to rot in hell. They, they were literally dancing on her grave um, because of the fact that she had married Donald Trump and that she had been a loving mother um, to her three children. It's sick. These people are sick. And like, I know some people like to cast away, cast this away sometimes and just say, oh, it's Trump derangement syndrome. No, this is just evil. It's evil, it's demonic, and it's just downright wrong. Like, you never see this from the right. And it's not like a, a me being a partisan thing right now. This is just reality. There was not a tweet, at least that I saw, or was widely distributed or widely embraced by anybody on the right when RBG died dancing on her grave. There is not a tweet from people dancing on the grave of other liberal icons when they passed, um, when that happened. There wasn't. There, that did not happen. Uh, but I guarantee you that if, God forbid, harm was ever done to Brett Kavanaugh or anyone else, leftists would be the first to celebrate it. They would have probably celeb- like, like public celebrations about it. 
And it's absolutely disgusting, but it goes to show the type of evil energy we're fighting against as we fight to save this country, as we fight to take back this country, truly and truthfully. And so I say all that to say is that things, I hope, are getting better. America deserves better. We need better. Uh, but it's tough. It certainly is tough. You know, what's interesting is that um, also, too, another indication of what we're dealing with as a country from, from these people is that there was an instance where uh, Brett Kavanaugh was out eating lunch or eating dinner, actually. He was out with dinner with his family at a steakhouse in D.C. And apparently one of the waitresses' Twitter account and said, hey, guys, Brett Kavanaugh's here. Come harass him. And so they did. They came to this restaurant. They harassed him. They started protesting. And they had to literally sneak Brett Kavanaugh out of the back door of this restaurant um, so he could get home safely. And thankfully, the, actually, the, the owners of this restaurant condemned um, these protests and said it's absolutely toxic and ridiculous that anyone would even consider doing such a thing. Credit to them um, for taking that stance because it absolutely is absurd um, that you have a, a, a our founders were very intentional about separating our three branches of government. Legislative was supposed to be political and closest to the people. You know, if you want to protest your congressman and you want to do all that stuff, do it. But judicial independence has been a hallmark of America since our inception. It's there for a reason. Because this entire mob rule of the judiciary would not work out for many people. Um, because there was once a time, to the left, disdain probably, that same-sex marriage was not a popular thing across the country. Now, of course, um, people's minds have changed and evolved about this issue. Uh, but what if to keep to, if, if, if certain people wanted to continue to ban same-sex marriage, they did this thing to liberal justices, you'd immediately have all those protesters. They would be, they would be called every name in the book. They would be called bigots and all those things. And that would be that. But apparently they can do it to justices when they get their feelings hurt. And we're just supposed to accept it and we're supposed to be okay with it. Well, I'm not okay with it. I think that like, number one, like I understand that they passed that bill in Congress about, you know, um, giving them more funding for security and things like that. And by the way, it's very weird that that didn't already exist. Like they're the Supreme court. Like, I don't know, like how reactive government is sometimes. Like you would just think that things that just are very much common sense to you and I, like the fact that the Supreme court should have, I don't know, like a so, like a security detail like just seems to make sense to anyone I, I don't know who has a little bit of sense but apparently not our incredible members of congress um that that would have just already been a thing but apparently it wasn't but like they should be prosecuted and and for a lot of in, in these states in virginia i believe it actually is against the law already for people to go and protest outside the homes of these judges um and what we actually need are conservative leaders who aren't afraid to actually stand up and fight and to enforce the law. Like arrest these people, arrest these people for trying to taint the independence of our judiciary and absolutely just try to run this country by mob rule. Because that is not how this country is supposed to be in any way whatsoever. And, uh, you know, I think that the sooner we get to that fact and the sooner we make that happen, um, then it's going to be a lot better for everyone involved here. But outside of that, you know, of course we've been court today and, and of course we've talked about Ivana and Hunter Biden, but the news just continues to go in the sense that what we've seen here is that 
big story here today um, as well is Betsy DeVos at a Freedom Fest conference called for abolishing Department of Education. And I love that because of the fact that I think, you know, Trump did this really well. He put people in charge of departments that like literally said the department shouldn't exist. He did the same thing with Rick Perry, if you guys remember, who was in, of course, in charge of the Secretary of Energy. Um, but he really went and said that, you know, this just needs to go. And so Betsy DeVos today, um, and this is her speech, and she actually gave the speech to a the Moms of Liberty Summit, um, which provides training on how to develop conservative majorities to in, in local school work. She said, I personally think the Department of uh, Education should not exist, and everyone just kind of went crazy about it. And why? Because what we've seen is that the federalization of education has is, is what's given way to critical race theory. It's what's given way uh, to this entire radical indoctrination that exists within our schools today. We're not seeing true education anymore. It's to, you know, of course, the disadvantage of students, truly to the disadvantage of students, because people deserve an actual education, like actual education, uh, but they're not getting that. They're being subjected to drag queen shows. They're, getting, they're being subjected to being told about why they should feel guilty for being white or why they should feel like a victim because they're black. And it's just absolutely hurting America. It's hurting the country in so many ways. Uh, you know, you have kids who can't even read or write correctly or well, and yet you have them learning about the LGBTQI community before and, and not saying that they there's not anything for them to know about that, but like outside of like like the, the classroom is a classroom where like I'm there to learn. I'm there to learn my ABCs. Your one, two, threes. Like let's 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 get that out the way before we start teaching like kids in elementary school about that stuff, you know, like, and that's not, that's just not a controversial opinion. It shouldn't be controversial. Like there's not a pre-K student in America who needs to know about their teachers' sex life. And the kindergartner in the country who needs to know about that. First grade in the country needs to know about that. And hell, I don't even know if I would want to know about it when I was in 12th grade. Maybe not even when I'm in college. Like I'm in my, I'm in my political science class. I'm in my business class. To learn about the subject at hand, not about whether or not my professor is having a healthy sex life or not. Um, just not my business, and I'd like to keep it that way, personally and frankly. Thank you very much. But it's crazy because, of course, you know, Betsy is going to get railed for saying that. Uh, you know, she's going to get attacked and all of these things, and it's ridiculous because of the fact that she's right, and the only reason that people are upset about her saying it is because the teacher unions want the department of education because that's their, that's their mechanism of power. They realize that like in States like Florida and Georgia and Alabama, where they are losing power every single day, that the only way they can actually maintain their iron grip on education policy in this country is by having the federalization of education. Um, and that's why you want to see that. That's why the left is trying to federalize everything because that's the only way they actually know to control power because they realize that in the state level, people are sick and tired of their policies. They try to federalize our elections after they didn't get their way after 20, um, after 2016, they try to federalize this issue. They try to federalize, um, you know, the abortion issue by codifying Roy v. Wade in the law. Like they hate the facts that the constitution actually wants you to determine your own future and your own state's policies because no one 
the point of federalism and the point that our founding fathers had when they wrote our constitution, they realized that every state was different and that the way that you govern a Texas won't be the same way that you govern a New York. Because the reality of it is, is that the people in New York don't want to be governed like Texas and they are free and they should be able to, to live in a state that matches the way that their values are. And that's that. Um, Now I don't want to live in those values nationally. And so I would never elect a New York politician but the reality of it is, is that that's a choice they make. And then when you talk about the broader and the grander streams here about, um, you know, things like the pursuit of happiness, like you should be able to be happy where you live. And if you're happy in New York and you're happy in Cali or you're happy in Oregon, where they do heroin on the side of the street and you can, um, you know, smoke PCP, like, you know, casually as if it's just like a cigarette, um, then maybe that's for you. Is it for me? No. No, 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 no. I would prefer that my neighbor is not tripping off any, um, you know, um, hallucinogens. But if you don't, that is your prerogative. I'm okay here in Alabama. I'm okay. That won't be happening here anytime soon. Not at all. So I'll keep it the way it is. But that's the thing. Like the left just believes like it's so weird. They like talk about how much they want you to make your own choices and all these things. But every single day they show you that they don't actually believe that you are capable of making your own choices. Like it is such a gaslight tactic to even refer to the left as the pro-choice movement. They're not, they're pro-choice about what they believe in. If No, they're pro, they're pro you making the choice that they want you to make. They're pro-choice if you're choosing to do what they want you to do. But if that's not what you're choosing to do, then that's not the choice. You're not allowed to choose. If you're choosing not to get a vaccine that they want to mandate you get, then you're making the wrong choice and you don't get to choose. If you're choosing that you don't want your child to go to a drag queen library show, then you don't get to make that choice because then you're a bigot. If you don't want your child to learn about critical race theory and maybe you're a white parent and you don't want your kid to grow up hating himself and hating the color of his skin, even though he has done nothing to ever decide that or cannot control it, then you're a bigot for not wanting to expose him to the quote unquote true history of America. Like you don't get to choose unless you choose the thing that they want you to choose. And so, no, they aren't pro-choice. They don't get to be called pro-choice because they are not pro-choice. These people are the antithesis of people that actually support true and real choice. They hate choice. They hate your ability to determine your own life, your own future. That's exactly why they try to push their policy on the thirds of the American people by passing these ridiculous policies through federal action because they know they will not win the day across the country if they go state by state. They just know they won't. They know they won't because their policies are not popular. Because every time we allow these people to govern or we make the mistake of letting them govern, they prove to us time and again why they don't deserve the ability to do so. They show us that they can't run an economy. They show us that they can't keep us safe. They show us that they can't secure a border. They show us that they can't keep us away from the brink of war. Hint, hint, Ukraine. They show us that they don't know what being fiscally disciplined is at all. Because while America deals with every issue that we're dealing with, with inflation, people that can't afford groceries, rent, whatever else, we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine when we can't even fix our own country. Isn't that not crazy to y'all? 
that we are literally the first to jump up and go help somebody when we can't even help ourselves. Can't even help ourselves. Like, what are we doing? Where are we going? And when do we realize that, like, you know, my grandmother would always say this growing up, like, if you want to help somebody, you got to help yourself first. You got to help yourself first. And I don't know when we're going to figure that out or learn that lesson, but I hope it is soon because we need to and we need to desperately, desperately. Because the way it's looking, it seems to be that we're getting a little too big for our britches. And we are the greatest country in the world. Um, But we've got problems just like everyone else. And when there are homeless veterans and when there are people who are genuinely struggling in this country, to make ends meet, I've got to say, my heart goes out to the folks in Ukraine. Um, but beyond that, my heart also goes out to the tens of thousands of homeless veterans that live on sidewalks and shelters in this country. My heart goes out to people that truly and truthfully are more than they've been getting from the leaders of this country. My heart goes out to the forgotten people here in America within our own borders who have suffered and been the victim of so many different struggles. But yet you don't see people talking about their problems. You don't hear people talking about the, 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 the man who worked in industry for all of his life, only to have those jobs shipped away. When we became a globalized society that became more focused on sending over jobs to Russia or uh, misspoke uh to china but hell if they could send them to russia they would let's be real if they could send them to russia they would but sending out jobs to china small asian countries like indonesia or wherever else and employing harboring americans because they just didn't want to come on now come on let's focus on this country before we do anything else And that's what I'll say about that. Well, guys, thank you so much. I will see you guys next week. God bless you. God bless America right here on the Colin platform, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere else. I'll see you guys very, very soon. Full time.